Japan was the future, but it's stuck in the past. By Rupert Wingfield Hayes, Tokyo Correspondent. In Japan, houses are like cars. As soon as you move in, your new home is worth less than what you paid for it. And after you've finished paying off your mortgage in 40 years, it is worth almost nothing. It bewildered me when I first moved here as a correspondent for the BBC. Ten years on, as I prepared to leave, it was still the same. This is the world's third largest economy. It is peaceful, prosperous, a country with the longest life expectancy in the world, the lowest murder rate, little political conflict, a powerful passport, and the sublime Shinkansen, the world's best high-speed rail network. America and Europe once feared the Japanese economic juggernaut much the same way they fear the Chinese growing economic might today. But the Japan the world expected never arrived. In the late 1980s, Japanese people were richer than Americans. Now, they earn less than Britons. For decades, Japan has been struggling with a sluggish economy, held back by a deep resistance to change and a stubborn attachment to the past. Now, its population is both aging and shrinking. Shriveled little nuts. Japan is stuck. The future was here. Was here. When I arrived in Japan for the first time in 1993, it wasn't the neon-lit streets of Ginza in Shinjuku that struck me, nor the wild ganguro fashion of the Harajuku girls. It was how much richer Japan felt than anywhere else I'd been in Asia. How exquisitely clean and orderly Tokyo was compared to any other Asian city. Hong Kong was an assault on the senses. Noisy, smelly, a city of extremes, from gaudy mansions on Victoria Peak to the dark satanic sweatshops at the north end of Kowloon. In Taipei, where I was studying Chinese, the streets thronged with the sound of two-stroke scooters, spewing acrid smoke that enveloped the city in a blanket of smog so thick you could often see barely two blocks. If Hong Kong and Taipei were Asia's rashest teenagers, Japan was the grown-up. Yes, Tokyo was a concrete jungle, but it was beautifully manicured one. Tokyo's Harajuku district has long been a magnet for subcultures in alternative fashion. In front of the Imperial Palace in Tokyo, the skyline was dominated by the glass tower of the country's corporate titans. Mitsubishi. Mitsui. He. Him. Tachi. Hitachi. Sony. From New York to Sydney, 
ambitious parents were imploring their offsprings to learn Japanese. I had wondered whether I'd made a mistake plumping for the Chornese. Japan had emerged from the destruction of World War II and conquered global manufacturing, man and woman factoring. The money poured back into the country, driving a property boom where people bought anything they could get their hands on, even chunks of forest. By the mid-1980s, the joke was that the grounds of the Imperial Palace in Tokyo were worth the same as all of California. The Japanese call it the Bubble Jidai, Baburu Jidai, or the Bubble Era. Then, in 19... Then, in 1991, the bubble burst. The Tokyo, the Tokyo stock market collapsed. Property prices fell off a cliff. They are yet to recover. A friend was recently negotiating to buy several hectares of forest. The owner wanted $20 per square meter. I told him this... His forced land is only worth $2 a square meter, my friend said. But he insisted he needed $20 a square meter because that's what he'd pay for in the 1970s. Think of Japan's sleek bullet trains, a Toyota's just-in-time marvel of assembly line manufacturing. You could be forgiven for thinking Japan is supposed to charge for efficiency. It is not. Rather, the bureaucracy can be terrifying. While huge amounts of public money are spent on activities of dubious utility. Last year, I discovered the story behind the stunning manhole covers in a little town in the Japanese Alps. In 1924, the fossilized bones of an ancient elephant species were found in a nearby lake. It became a symbol of the town. And a few years ago, someone decided to have all the manhole covers replaced with new ones that would have an image of the famous elephant cast on top. This has been happening all over Japan. There is a Japan Society for Manhole Covers that claim there are 600 different designs. I understand why people love the covers. They are works of art, but each one costs up to $900. It's a clue how to Japan ended up in the world's largest mountain of public debt. And the ballooning bill isn't helped by the aging population that cannot retire because of the pressure on healthcare and pensions. When I renewed my Japanese driving license... Unten Menkyo. The exquisitely polite staff shuttled me from eye test to photo booth to fee payment and then asked me to report to lecture room 28. These safety lectures are compulsory for anyone who had a traffic infraction in the previous five years. Inside, I found a group of disconsolate looking souls waiting for our punishment to begin. A smartly dressed man walked in and told us our lecture 
would begin in ten minutes and last a mere two hours. You were not required to even understand the lecture. Much of it was lost on me as I droned into a second hour. Several of my classmates, classmates fell asleep. The man next to me completed a rather fine sketch of the Tokyo Tower. Good on him. I sat bored and resentful, the clock on the wall mocking me, the mock on the claw cocking me. What's the point of it? I asked my Japanese colleague when I got back to the office. It's punishment, right? No, she said laughing. It's a job creation schema for retired traffic cops. But the longer you live here, even the frustrating bits turn familiar, even endearing. You start to appreciate the quirks, like the four patrol station attendants who clean all of your cracks. Actually, they clean all of your car windows, or they fill the tank and bow in unison as you depart. Japan still feels like Japan, and not a reproduction of America. It's why the world is so thrilled with by all things Japanese, from the powder snow to the fashion. Tokyo is home to superlative restaurants. Studio Ghibli, Ghibli makes the world's most enchanting animation. Sorry, Walter. Disney. Sir, J-pop is awful, but Japan is undoubtedly a soft power superpower. The geeks and the oddballs love it for what its wonderful weirdness, but it also has alt. Right admirers for refusing immigration and maintaining the patriarchy. It is often described as a country that has successfully become modern without abandoning the ancient. There is some truth to this, but I'd argue the modern is more the near. When COVID struck, Japan closed its borders. Even permanent foreign residents were excluded from returning. I called up the foreign ministry to ask why foreigners who'd spent decades in Japan, had homes and businesses here, were being treated like tourists. The response was blunt: "They are all foreigners." A hundred and fifty years after it was forced to open its doors, Japan is still skeptical, even fearful, of the outside world. The outside factor. I remember sitting in a village hall on the Bozo Peninsula, far side of Tokyo Bay. I was there because the village was listed as endangered. One in nine hundred in Japan. The old men gathered in the hall were concerned. Since the nineteen seventies, they had watched young people leave for jobs in cities. One. Of the sixty left, there was only one teenager and no children. Who will look after our graves when we're all gone? One elderly gentleman lamented, taking care of the spirits is serious business in Japan. But to me, a native of Southeast England, the death of this village seemed absurd. It was surrounded by. Picture postcard rice paddies in hills covered in dense forest. Tokyo was less than two hours' drive away. This is such a beautiful place, I said to him. 
I'm sure lots of people would love to live here. How would you feel if I brought my family to live here? The air in the room went still. The men each looked at each other in still embarrassment. Then one cleared his throat and spoke with the worried look on his face. Well, you would need to learn our way of life. It wouldn't be easy. The village was on the path to extinction, yet the thought of it being invaded by outsiders was somehow worse. A third of Japanese people are over 60, making Japan home to the oldest population in the world, after tiny Monaco. It is recovering, recording fewer births than ever before. By 2050, it could lose a fifth of its current population. Yet its hostility to immigration has not wavered. Only about 3% of Japanese population is foreign-born, compared to 15% in the UK. In Europe and America, America, right-wing movements point to it as a shining example of racial purity and social harmony. But Japan is not as ethnically pure as those admirers think. These are the Ainu of Hokkaido, the Okinawans of South, half a million ethnic Koreans, and close to a million Chinese. But there are Japanese children with one foreign parent, which include my own tree. These bicultural kids are known as Hafu. Hives, a pejorative term that's normal here. They include celebrities and sports icons such as tennis star Naomi Osaka, popular cultural idolizes the more beautiful and talented. But it's one thing to be idolized and quite another to be accepted. Why do more than four in ten young Japanese say they are still virgins? Find out today. If you want to see what happens to a country that rejects immigration as a solution to failing, falling fertility, Japan is a good place to start. Real wages haven't grown here in 30 years. Incomes in South Korea and Taiwan have caught up and even overtaken Japan. But change feels distant. In part, it's because of a rigid hierarchy that determines who holds the levels of power. The old, old man winters are still in power. Look, there's something you need to understand about how Japan works. An imminent academic told me, in 1868, the samurai surrendered their swords, cut their hair, put their western suits, and marched into the ministries in Kasumigaseki, the government district of central Tokyo, and they're still there today. In 1868, fearing a repeat of China's fate, the hands of western imperialists, reformers overthrew the military dictatorship of the Tokyo Tokugawa Shogunate and set Japan on a course for high-speed industrialization. But the Meiji Restoration, as it's known, 
was no storming of the Bastille. It was an elite push. Even a second convulsion of 1945. The great family survived. The overwhelmingly male ruling class is defined by nationalism and a conviction that Japan is special. They do not believe Japan was the aggressor in the war, but its victim, slain former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, for instance, was the son of a foreign minister and the grandson of another sheepshagger <clears throat> for Prime Minister Nobusuke Kishi. Grandpa Kishi was a member of the wartime junta and was arrested by the Americans as a suspected war criminal. But he escaped the hangman in the mid-1950s, helped found the Liberal Democratic Party, which has ruled Japan ever since. Some people joke Japan is a one-party state. It isn't. But it's reasonable to ask why Japan continues to re-elect a party run by an entitled elite which yearns to scrap fucking American imposed pacifism but has failed to improve living standards for 30 years. During a recent election, I drove up a narrow clitoris valley cut into the mountains two hours west of Tokyo, Liberal Democratic Party country. The local economy depends on cement making and hydropower. In a tiny town, I met an elderly couple walking to the polling station. We'll be voting for LDP, the husband said. We trust them that they will take care of us. I agree with my husband, said his wife. The couple pointed across the valley to a recently completed tunnel and bridge they hope will bring more weekend tourists from Tokyo. <coughs> As we all heard, that is shit. That is not going to happen. But it's often said that the LDP support base is made of concrete, much like my rock-hard shaft. This form of pork-barrel politics is one reason so much of Japan's coastline is blighted by tetrapods, its rivers walled in grey concrete. It's essential to keep the concrete pumping. These rural strongholds are crucial now because of the demographics. They should have reduced as millions of young people moved to cities for work, but that never happened. The LDP likes it that way because it means older rural votes count more. As this older generation passes, change is inevitable, but I'm not certain it means Japan is going to become more liberal or open. Younger Japanese are less likely to be married or have children. They're also less likely to speak a foreign language. Hell, I never studied abroad or ever studied overseas in their parents or grandparents. Just 13% of managers are women. Hell yeah, that's goddamn right. And fewer than one in ten are military police, MP. What does that word mean? I, don't, I didn't go to secondary school, MP. When interviewed... Tokyo's first female... Go Hell, they got a female governor over there? Oh, Yuriko Koike? Oh, I asked her a question. I said, how did you turn your administration plan to help address the gender gap? Ai havu tu datos huiru sun graduato from university. I told her, they are bilingual Japanese citizens. 
what would you say to them that they encourage to stay and make Korea here? I would tell them if I can succeed here, if I can suck on some seed here, then so can they, said Koike. Is that all you have, I thought. And yet, despite all of this, I'm going to miss Japan, which inspires me in both enormous affection and the not-so-occasional bout of exasperation. One of my... One of my last days in Tokyo, I went with a group of friends to a year-end street market. At one stop... At one stall, I rifled through boxes of beautiful old woodworking tools. A short distance away, a group of young women dressed in gorgeous silk kimonos stood chatting. At midday, we squeezed into a titty rest a tiny restaurant for a set of lunch, grilled mackerel, sashimi, and miso soup. The food in cozy surroundings, the kindly old couple are fussing over. It had all become so familiar, so comfortable. After a decade, here I have got used to the way Japan is and come to accept the fact that it is not about to change. Yes, I worry about the future, and Japan's future will have lessons for the rest of us. In the age of artificial intelligence, fewer workers can drive innovation. Japan's aged farmers may be replaced by intelligent robots. Large parts of the country could return the wild. Will Japan gradually fade into irrelevance or reinvent itself? My head tells me that to prosper anew, Japan must embrace change. But my heart aches at the thought that it's losing the things that make it so special. <laughs> 